You're listening to Being Autistic. I'm your host, Shelly, and I am a 50-year-old woman sharing my experiences about what it's like to grow up knowing I was different but not knowing why, how I learned I was on the autism spectrum, and what it's like to be autistic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Being Autistic, where I'm going to talk in more of a general sense, um, this is kind of going to be an episode where I rant about something that's bothering me, and it's it's pertaining to social interactions with friends, uh, socializing, and just some issues that can come up when you are hanging out with people and trying to fit in with a group of friends. Um, so recently, well, just two days ago, I had... Um, uh, a night where I spent time with my friends and this is a different group of friends that I normally hang out with so I'm not as comf- not I wouldn't say comfortable but like a couple of these people I don't think I've ever hung out with more than a couple minutes at a time here and there and one of the pers- people that I hung out with is someone that I'm pretty close to but so basically we went to a concert and this was my favorite band that I've been waiting to see them in concert for over a decade and I was looking forward to this so much and I I had the best time of my life until the concert was over and then it became obvious that my autism was um, causing not I don't even want to blame it on the autism because it's really that Um, You know, autistic people are not fully accepted for who they are, and we are, um, shall we say, pointed out, called out. Um, I'm struggling with the words here. It's kind of like in high school, when there's something different about you, and everybody kind of joins in to highlight how different you are. And I'm 50 years old, and this is still happening. And my friends are not young, they're not teenagers, you know, one of them's older than me, one of them is a little younger. So I don't, it, see, this is just the kind of thing where this is going to happen forever, no matter who I'm hanging out with. And it's kind of the thing where, like, I'm never going to fit in even with the people that I think I fit in with. So here's what happened. The concert was great. I actually was, you know, I was in the best mood that I've been in in probably a year. I had no more depression and anxiety like that temporarily went away because I was so excited for this concert. I was just jumping around. I was like high energy. Just I couldn't contain myself. I was constantly smiling and great. Everything's fine. (laughs) And then after the concert, I, okay, so here, let me explain why, how, what happened before. I had told my friends that I have two very, very important reasons for why I needed to get home afterwards. Because we were getting a ice storm, uh, snow, rain, freezing rain, and it was coming in around the time that the concert was going to be done. And I have a vehicle that is absolutely useless in the winter. So I usually only drive when the roads are dry. And so since I knew that there was going to be freezing rain and snow coming, I said, I'm going to bolt as soon as the concert's done. I mean, as soon as we get back to their house where my car was. And 
I said, I cannot drive. I, my, my brake system does not work correctly. You know, that thing that keeps your car from skidding, that does not work on my car. So I, and my tires are really cheap. They're really super cheap and useless in ice. So basically that was, that was, that alone was a good enough reason for me to want to get home before the roads got bad. The other reason was also a really, really good reason because my, my roof is leaking and my ceiling drips constantly. So I always have to dump the bucket. A couple times a day I have to dump this bucket, otherwise it will overflow and cause water damage to my floor. So I dumped it right before I left and I said, okay, by the time I get home after the concert, the bucket will probably be full and I'm going to have to get home quickly to dump that. So I told my friends this, they knew. <laughs> so after the concert, the, the roads were still fine and I'm like, awesome, I can get home now. But then that's where everything went bad. Like. I needed to get home. Not only was I needed to get home for those reasons, but I was exhausted. I was so, um, from, you know, the thing with music with me is I, I can be overstimulated with music and that's fine, but I still want to be in silence alone when I'm done. So like after a concert, Yes, it's great and it's amazing and it's what I want, but then I'm done and then I need to be in my environment. So I was exhausted from having had gone through like the stress of getting there and the, you know, worrying about a lot of things. And I was unable to drink water because, the <laughs> long story, I didn't have any water during the concert because I was in the front and I couldn't leave my spot, and I was sweating. I, I was soaked through two t-shirts, sweat, just thick sweat. I, I usually don't sweat that easily, but it was hot. They had flames coming out of the stage, so I, every time they shot the, the fire, I would get even more hot. And, you know, dancing, of course, so I was completely exhausted, thirsty, sweaty, sore. I mean, let's face it, I'm middle-aged and I was dancing for two and a half hours and my neck was strained up in the air, so my neck was sore. And like I said, you know, that's what I live for. It's the musical experience, but I, you know, once it's done, I need to recover. <laughs> so after it was done, I was like, okay, here's, here's what's happening, you guys. I am sweaty. I am starving. I am thirsty. I am sore. I am exhausted, I'm tired, I need to get home. So what ended up happening? <laughs> Not that. My friends said, well, we're gonna have to go to some other location to call the Uber because it's too expensive to call the Uber from here and the waits are a long time. So we, we ended up having to walk down the block to a bar and Bars are like my least favorite place in the world. I don't drink anymore. I, I couldn't really hear very well in there because it was just constant, you know, people talking, the background noise. Um, it was just too much for me to be in a bar after this concert when I was already tired, thirsty, sore, sweaty, hungry, and just mentally drained. I was still trying to process the concert with how amazing it was. And my friends were kind of bickering about where to go. And I just kind of hung back and waited for them to decide. Cause you know, I, I did have my 
I did not have my car there. We took an Uber from my friend's house. So I had no way of leaving. I I needed to get back to their house to grab my bags before I went home anyway. So it's not like I could have even taken an Uber to their house. Um, we were waiting for us all to go together. So we went into this bar. I was sitting there just, I didn't, I couldn't really con contribute to the conversation because my two friends were kind of talking really loud back and forth and, and I was just sitting there, you know, just trying not to worry too much about <laughs> the situation. And I didn't even do this on purpose, but they were talking to themselves and I was sitting there just not talking, of course, because that's how it is with groups. Anytime I'm with two or more people, I'm the oddball. So I was just sitting there thinking about, you know, oh my gosh, it's going to start freezing rain pretty soon and my bucket's probably getting close to being full and I'm so hungry and tired and thirsty and I'm just uncomfortable and I hate being in bars. I mean, I had a glass of water, thank God I had that because I was just parched as hell. <laughs> but anyway, like, they had no food because it was too late for them to serve food, so I was just, like, getting weak and shaky and I'm like, Ugh. And I did that. I made that noise. I kind of groaned, but I didn't do it to get their attention. I did it because it's just how I felt and I just had to let it out. And they both turned to me and they're like, you need to stop worrying. Everything's going to be fine. You need to let go and stop living your life in fear. And that only made me feel worse because they know, they both know that I'm autistic. They both know that I have anxiety. They both know that I have things that I have to get home for. They both knew that I was really exhausted and drained and hot and sore and tired. And they still just, that's when the attention turned to me, which I did not want it to do, but that's what happened. So they both turned to me and they're both kind of yelling over the, the noise in the bar for me to stop living in fear and to relax and which only made me feel worse because I was completely invalidated. They completely forgot my my reasons for needing to leave. They, they completely forgot all of the sensory issues that I was dealing with. So at that point, I just, you know, I think they kind of realized they were ready to leave too because by that time they had finished their drinks and it was late enough to where we could get a cheap Uber. So we got the Uber and... We went back to their house and I grabbed my stuff and they said, you gotta eat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'll eat, but then I'm gonna go. So we ate. And then I was, this is a whole separate thing, but like, I'm not gonna go too into this, but I was getting ready to leave and the two girls were kind of preaching back and forth to each other and to me about various things. And nobody wanted to talk about the concert. <laughs> Except for my one friend's husband, and he is a lot like me in some ways. He has a hard time hearing, he doesn't talk very much, he has anxiety. He kept on saying to me how awesome the concert was, and I just like, I'm so glad somebody else is acknowledging how good the concert was. I mean, yeah, my, my friends said it was amazing, they had a great time, but then, as neurotypical people do, they just start talking about things that they're mad about or things that aren't related to the activity that we were just enjoying. Like, I felt like I was alone in my experience. Like, yeah, you guys enjoyed it, so why aren't we talking about it? Why are you preaching to me about things? Why are you yelling at her about this? You know, it, it just became, it felt like high school again. And I'm like, 
I am not even enjoying being here anymore. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not thirsty anymore, I'm not hungry anymore, and I, I'm able to leave if I want. But it was like, socializing with these people is... It's... I, there's no other way to say it other than I just don't fit in with that environment, that situation. I don't fit in with the socializing thing. I didn't want to have people, you know, kind of shouting back and forth and arguing. I mean, it wasn't that, it's not as bad as I'm making it sound, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a nice, pleasant, calming environment, which is what I needed because I was overstimulated and I was tired. I was drained. I needed silence. I needed to be, I, I just wanted to listen to my music again in my car and just be alone. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I finally left. <laughs> Even though they were trying to convince me to sleep over, which makes no sense to me because they both knew that I had two very important reasons to get home. And so I finally was able to leave and I was still, my body was catching up to all of the stress and I was having heart palpitations because that happens when I'm stressed all the way home. And then until I got home, I couldn't really relax all the way. And then once I finally got home safe, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, the day was amazing until I had to deal with, you know, the, the whole stress of socializing and being in an environment I didn't want to be in anymore and, and nobody wanted to talk about the concert like I was trying but the conversation kept turning to you know my friend's problem and this other friend's problem and you know that's the thing that bothers me about people why do they complain about their problems but then when I complain about my problems they tell me to stop worrying about it <laughs> I just didn't understand, like, why are my problems not valid, but they were easily able to talk about theirs, and, but mine weren't important enough. I don't know if they weren't, that they weren't important enough, but they, to them, nobody else's problems were legit, only their own, so, and, and I was made to feel like the outsider, again, like usual, because I was the one that wanted to go, and, I don't hang out with people just for the sake of complaining about problems and trying to convince people that they're wrong about things and that just seems to be what conversations are always about. I wanted to talk about how awesome the band was. I, you know, and after it was done, which is what we came to do, I wanted to go home. There was no plans to go to the bar. There was no plans to hang out until 3 a.m. But yet, you know, I was... And here's the thing, I didn't drive myself to the concert because it, it was a really big city that I cannot drive in. I have major anxiety when it comes to driving in a big city. And so I didn't, I, I would not have been able to enjoy myself as much if I was worried about where to park, if I was worried about how to find everyone once we all get there if we drove separately so i just wanted to drive with people so i wanted to be in a group of people that i knew where i didn't have to worry about the driving aspect of it so you know the less i had to worry about the better <laughs> so that is in a nutshell <laughs> what what all happened that day and so it's been two days now and this is still bothering me because 
I mean, I can still enjoy the fact that I saw my favorite band in concert, finally. And if anybody's wondering who the band is, it's Muse. They're, they've been my, one of my favorite bands for like 17 years. And every time they've come here, I have not been able to go because of a, because of a job that I had or something. And they have not actually been to my state in a decade. And this was the first time in a decade that they've even been here. So yeah, that's that's who it was. But anyway, and it was the best show of my life. It really was. It was. But I'm not going to talk too much about that. Um, so yeah, it's been bothering me uh, this whole thing with my friends, and um, there's more that I didn't go into. That one of my friends was um, making me feel a little uncomfortable about something, and I didn't like that conversation, and I didn't like the way she was being. I think she had too much alcohol, but that, you know, it just drives my point home even more that when it comes to hanging out with people, it's just never going to work. Like, we had the plans to go to the concert, and I was excited, and it was great, but then it it's complete night and day difference between my, you know, my special interest, which is music, and than being in a completely different situation, not enjoying music. You know, when I was in the state of that I was in, where I was stressed out, I was uncomfortable, I was drained, and nobody understood. And it's never going to be an easy situation hanging out with people doing this sort of thing. And this is why I do a lot of things alone. I've been to so many concerts by myself, but a lot of them have been easier to drive to. They were not in... You know, and, and I've also had a lot of issues with driving to concerts in these big cities. I've had my car towed before, which led to a complete, ugh, horrible, I don't even want to think about that night, but I just have problems getting around in big cities, and so it makes it so that I can't do things I love to do as much. I really have not been to hardly any concerts in the last 10 years. I've been to like three or four, and... Those other ones were where friends would drive me. But, so, yeah, I really wanted to talk also in this episode about just in general, not pertaining to my situation particularly, but in general, when autistic people are quote-unquote forced to be in social situations, interacting with people, socializing, we go for... Usually it's, you know, the obligation of it, you know, like let's say there's a wedding or a funeral or some sort of a get-together that everybody has to do. We go because we have to and we don't want to stretch out the, the event for the whole entire day. So this concert took up three hours, four hours, not counting the time before and after of hanging out at their house. But that's a long time for an autistic person to be number one, away from home, number two, surrounded by a bunch of neurotypical people that don't respect their um, things that they're concerned with. And so it's just a lot. It's just a long time for someone to be in an environment that they can't control. And so it's... And now I'm going to talk a little bit more about the whole... the. the Okay, so autistic people want to talk about the things that they enjoy. We do not want to talk about random social things like 
I don't know. I don't even, <laughs> I'm kind of just like, uh, I, my brain is still a little fried. So forgive me for having problems with coming up with the words here. But yeah, yesterday I was completely recovering. I couldn't hardly do anything. I just sat on the couch. I couldn't really think too much or do much of anything. So my brain is still catching up. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep that night either. And last night I actually finally did get some good sleep. So I'm struggling to come up with the words that I'm trying to say, but I really wanted to talk about this because it's fresh in my mind. So the whole thing was socializing. Like I, I don't get together with people just to socialize. And I think most autistic people are like this. Um, we're fine doing things that we like to do. You know, if it's, if it's an activity that we want to do, if we're talking about that activity, but then when it comes to um, socializing, just in general, <laughs> that's where we struggle. And I actually did a, an episode on, um, I think I did an episode on socializing or, you know, talking to friends or social, social issues. But, you know, that was probably a more generic, a general episode about social issues in general. But, like, I wanted to talk today about just how hard it is for us to... <laughs> I keep coming back to the word socialize. Like, that's just hard for us to do. And it's really hard for us to do when we are not in control of the situation, when we are uncomfortable, when we are overstimulated and drained and ready to go home. And if you're listening to this and you are not autistic, maybe you know someone who is, or maybe you are one of those people that calls themselves introverts. You know, you can also be a neurotypical and be an introvert, and you could also have these same struggles. Because once you're drained, once you've spent all your energy for the day on the activity, you just want to go home and be alone and be in quiet, a nice quiet environment that you can control. So that's... It's, it's something that I think we all struggle with, that people that have this issue, and I don't know how to make it better. Other than if you are able to drive yourself to these events, then you can leave when you want, which I wished I could have, but it would have just caused way too much more stress. It was m way easier for me to drive to my friend's house because she's in a very easy to get place. So I parked at her house. You know, I didn't have to worry about any driving issues after that. So, but in a typical, in a, in, in, I should say in a ideal situation, an autistic person could drive themselves to the place and then they could leave when they want. And yeah, that could have solved all my problems, <laughs> but it would have caused more problems. And that's another thing, <laughs> you know, some solutions to our problems are themselves more problems. Like there's really no option that is a hundred percent stress-free and this you know you might be able to identify with this if you're autistic and you have to make a decision when it comes to going places with people do I drive myself do I deal with the driving problems that I'm gonna face otherwise what's the best option that's still not the perfect option so I took the option that would have involved the least amount of stress. But of course, I did not know that I was going to be forced to be out three hours later than I wanted to be. 
I thought that they were going to respect my reasons for needing to leave. Now, I do understand that, yes, they were trying to save money by getting an Uber from a different location, not a venue, because apparently Ubers charge more money when you get picked up at an event. So that's why we walked to the bar. And also that's why we waited an hour because if you order an Uber during the event, it's gonna be super expensive. It was like $30 cheaper waiting an hour. So I get that they wanted to save money, but I mean, you know, and that's why I feel even more of an outsider because I have all of these issues that get in the way of my, of having fun. And it spills over to the, the people that I'm with. And I, in a way, I felt kind of bad because they wanted to stay out. They wanted to probably have more drinks and stay up late and talk. And, well, you know, that's the whole separate thing. I, to, they, they wanted to talk about the things they were mad about and things that were not related to the concert, which is why I didn't want anything to do with that. I'm done. I'm out of here. I don't want to... I don't want to be stressed out by this conversation. I just want to talk about how the concert was. Like, I don't know. Is it? Is this just me? Are other autistic people like this where you do an activity with people, like a really major activity, like you go to an event, and then when you're done, I don't understand the whole concept of completely acting like you were not just at this event. <laughs> like... They, they seem like they didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to ask them, you know, like, what was your favorite part? And do you want to learn more about the band? Do you want to know what, what album the song was on? And do you want to look at the pictures and the videos that we took? Nope, none of that. It was all back to real life. And <laughs> I didn't understand why they switched gears so quickly. And... I wanted to tell, my friend's husband was cool that way, like, he kept saying how good they were, he just, like, five or six times the rest of the night, he just kept saying, I can't believe how good that concert was, you know, but he's got a hearing issue, so he couldn't really talk very well in the bar, and I totally get it, I couldn't hear very well either, and so, when we got to the bar, it was funny. My two friends went right to the bar. They just went right to the bartender and started ordering drinks. And this this guy stood there and waited because he wasn't talking to anybody really except for he, once in a while he'd say, oh, that concert was great. And I didn't really feel like talking either because I was too drained and unhappy about the situation we were in. So I sat down on a stool that just happened to be on the floor right there where we were, like one stool by itself. So I sat down because I was tired and I fanned myself. I was so hot and sore and tired and drained. I just sat there and I tried to think about how awesome the concert was and tried not to focus on the fact that I was not on my way home. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jumping around. I apologize. That's the way my brain works. So yeah, it was just a weird situation. It was a weird day. I went from completely happiest day I've had in a year, probably, maybe even longer, to suddenly I could not be happy about anything. I just needed to be home. And it just, it puts a highlight, a, a spotlight on how different I am from everybody else. When 
the way I perceive going to events and act doing activities is completely different. And the way that I need to recharge afterwards and everything is so different. Like, it's hard to do things with people. I want to do things with people. I want to feel connected to people. But when I'm with them, I just feel more alienated. And so now, for the last two days, I've just been sitting here thinking, what do I even do about this? I mean, these were friends. These were not strangers. Like, how can I enjoy doing activities with people when, when I end up feeling more alienated from them? I mean, I can't just continue that because... Every time I hang out with people then, it's going to be the same issue. And I, I should note that, like I said earlier, this is not my usual group of friends that I hang out with. I do have a group of friends that I, well, two friends that I hang out with regularly. And they're, they live closer and they are more, um, they're a little bit more open to doing things that everybody wants to do and not forcing others to comply to their, what they want. So if I had been with those other two friends, they probably would have been okay with going right home. You know, they probably would have wanted to go right home too because they like to go home and relax after things. And that's more my style. So maybe maybe I'm just needing to find more friends that are more like me in that sense. Like my other friends are not autistic either, but at least they will, you know, they're not going to force me to do something that I don't want to do. And so, yeah, I'm going to end this episode now because we're at half an hour and I hope somehow that my ranting has helped you. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you've hung out with friends and once the thing was done that you got there to do, you felt like, okay, now, now I'm not into this anymore. I don't know how to socialize. I don't want to socialize. I wanted us to talk about the concert you know, I want, or whatever the event is that you did with your friends, you know, you wanted to talk about that thing. You know, you, you didn't want to, <sighs> yeah, I'm done. I'm so done with the words now. Can't talk anymore. So thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, I'm sorry for my rambling. I just really needed to vent about this and thank you for listening. And I hope somebody out there can relate let me know in the comments. Um, if you're not listening to this on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, which is Being Autistic, and leave a comment. That way you can talk to other autistic people, and if I am able, I will read messages or comments, I should say. I do struggle with that, though, because there's so many now, and I'm overwhelmed, and I can't get to them all, so I really want other people to have a place to talk to other autistic people about these topics that I talk about. So if you struggle with socializing with your friends in situations like I described, I would love to hear about your experiences with that. So thank you again for listening and be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can do that with the other people. And I will see you again next week.